0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Curtis Blow emcees the hip-hop Nutcracker at Strathmore in North Bethesda from December 20th through 22nd. I spoke with the rap legend about pioneering the hip-hop genre with hits like Christmas Rappin' and The Breaks, as well as being sampled by the likes of Next and Nas. Hey, Curtis Blow, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP.
1: Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Now, you've been with this thing from the beginning, uh, back at the world premiere in New Jersey in, what, 2014? What was the original idea back in the beginning, just sort of recontextualizing Tchaikovsky for a new audience, a new generation?
1: Yes, it is the hip-hop Nutcracker. What an in- amazing situation. Um you know, it, it's a modernized version of the classic uh, Tchaikovsky, uh, big orchestra sounding music that is the most incredible sound to hear when it's mixed up with hip hop music. So that fusion of the hip hop beats under the classical music is a great thing to witness.
0: Oh yeah, and that's sort of the you mentioned the music. What do we see, you know, visually on stage? You know, paint us a visual picture for the radio of, you know,
1: what sort of dance we see. <laughs> well, it's a holiday hip hop extravaganza <laughs> when you see the actual visuals of the B-boys we assembled, we assembled the greatest dancers from around the world. We call them the B-boy dream team. And to see them on stage doing their thing, dancing to classical music of Tchaikovsky is, wow. Wow, is worth more than the price of tea in China.
0: (laughs) Awesome. We can't wait to see it. And then obviously you'll be emceeing sort of, I guess you'll be have the mic just saying some things in, in between.
1: Yes, I am the host MC, and I actually come out in the intro and get everyone ready for the performance, and uh, I take them back to the old school and sing a uh, a medley of old school hip-hop songs, and everyone's dancing and standing up in their seats and throwing their hands in the air and having a great time, and the last thing I do is I sing a song about New Year's Eve right and i make everyone count down from 10 all the way to one and when we, when we get to one we scream happy new year and everyone is is screaming and then the lights go out and the curtains come up and they start the show and it is it starts on new year's eve in 1980
0: gotcha that's That's where it's set. Gotcha. Cool. Well, speaking of uh, taking them back to the old school, remind our listeners how, how, you know, you got into rapping in the first place. You were born in New York in what, 59, grew up up in Harlem. What sort of music did you listen to? How'd you get into rapping?
1: Well, uh, that's a pretty long story right there. (laughs) Uh, But I'll tell you, the short version in a couple of paragraphs, we'll say, you know, I was, it was all about the music, the music, that spawned the dance to the music. And then of course, the DJ who played the music for the people to dance to and how the rapper, the MC became the master of the ceremony and just ushered in this vibe of having a good time in the place to be. And that's what it was in a nutshell, what I did, uh, all of the above. And um, I was for- fortunate and blessed to be able to carry it off. I, of course, I went to college, school, uh, and brought the culture into the classroom and the classroom into the culture. And so that was a big uh, part of my uh, uh success because of, I had an advantage over everyone else who didn't have an education in communications which was the relative field to hip hop. You know, we are orators and communicators and you know, it's all about the culture and the communication.
0: You're right. That that studies, the communication studies, probably really set you apart. Well, um, as everyone knows, I'm in at age 20 in what 1979. You became the first rapper, I believe, the first ever to sign a major record label for that self-titled debut album. Of course, it had that huge smash hit, "The Breaks," which we all know. I, th- I think VH1 might have ranked it like one of the top 10 hip hop songs ever a couple years ago. But memories of recording "The Breaks." How'd you come up with that one?
1: Well. Uh- My producers actually, J.B. Moore and Robert Ford, uh, asked me, you know, after Christmas rap, what's the next song you wanna do? What idea? I said, I wanna do a song with a lot of breaks in it. So my B-boys, my B-boy buddies can do their thing and dance, you know? And so, uh, JB came up with the concept, oh, well, that is great. You know, there was an old philosophy song that came out in the 1920s where the guy was saying, you know, so your, your wife left you and, and you lost your job and your car got towed away. Don't worry, the sun will shine tomorrow. Everything will be all right. And it's like, you know, the good things and the bad things that can happen to one you know, just say, you know, that's the brakes, you know. That's the bricks. And so that's where the concept comes in. And we have those multiple connotations like, of course, brakes on a bus, brakes on a car, brakes that'll make you a superstar, brakes to win, brakes to lose. But these here brakes will rock your shoes. What an incredible line.
0: Oh, it, it's all time stuff. It's all time stuff. It still make you laugh. <laughs> um, well, you mentioned you mentioned Christmas rapping off that same album. That was like your first big breakthrough. I, and I remember um, what it was sampled by Next and Too Close. The beginning of that song uh, in the nineties. But that was when I grew up. <laughs> so that's how I remember. It. And then I doubled back and found your Christmas rapping, sir. But man, t- talking about recording that a uh, Christmas rap song. This was this was almost a decade before Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis. You did it first. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it, it, it Christmas rap is my favorite Curtis Blow song because it's my first. And, you know, just the actual process of recording the song was wow, straight out of, you know, the, the 60s or the 50s. How they recorded music in the studio was like the whole band would be there playing. You know, hooked it up, cooked up. And they would record the whole song live. And you would do it two or three times, you know. Um, And I was sitting in the first time in my life. I'm sitting in the middle. They have a chair and a little microphone coming up. So I'm singing along, rapping along with them. And my God. That was the most incredible thing. I'm rapping the song live. And then I had to go back in it on and do overdubs and do the real vocals. So I did a rough vocal along with the band and they recorded everything. And so that's how we recorded songs back then. And that was crazy to be in that position, that situation where I'm sitting in a seat And I have a microphone right here and the whole band is surrounding me. And what a great, incredible feeling that is. And the fidelity of the music is, it's not a block party. It's not a community center, you know? It's not out on the street. Man, in the park, it is some quality quality music for the first time
0: it really really is and you know i mentioned that you know christmas rapping was sampled by next in the 90s but also in the 90s nas sampled if i ruled the world and had a huge hit just like you did memories of recording if i ruled the world and then also you know how flattering is it when you have a legend like nas you know revamping it
1: (laughs) yeah man my hat goes off to Nex and Nas, and I thank them for you know giving me new life with the recreation of those songs. Uh, man, man, incredible stuff. Triple platinum and double platinum, they were. <laughs> yeah.
0: If I Actually, next
1: one, song of the year. Uh uh on the um they got in uh uh what was it was that ASCAP, the uh Ass Cap Awards, they won Song of the Year in nineteen, I don't know what it was, 90, 98 or
0: something like that. Something like that, right. Well, it was it was long overdue for if so in a way you you won Song of the Year, just like a couple decades uh in on delay. <laughs> um Cool. Well, you know, after just like I mean, talking to you has been almost like a history lesson, but you've sort of been like you've sort of adopted this role as like a history teacher of of the genre, you know? I I know you did that history of rap thing for Rhino Records. You did the Hip Hop Evolution documentary that won the Peabody. I think that was maybe on Netflix. Um and then and then recently you were elected chairman of the Universal Hip Hop Museum. I think that's supposed to um, come in New York and the, what the Bronx in like 2023. what's it like what's it like being sort of the the elder statesman if you will and, and educating all these these young folks up and coming about the history of the genre?
1: Well, it's uh, I, I, I thank you for for those accolades, man. Um, I uh, you know I just want to help people all the ways been that real producer type uh person in my career and when I say that I mean you know I I I love to support people and you know Michael Jackson told me one time uh you know never forget where you come from and uh he said I I Curtis I never had a childhood you know I was forced into this entertainment industry and So uh, cherish those moments in your memory of you growing up in Harlem and uh, never forget where you come from, you know, and never forget the friends that helped you get there. And so I always wanted to, you know, always be uh, a part of this belief in loveism, you know, love over hate. And uh, that's just who I became. It took a while. (laughs) I I was a sinner. I'll tell you, I I wasn't an angel, but uh, God did come into my life and I transformed Amen. Yeah, tell, tell me about that, because I know you,
0: I know you, you were, you know, quote unquote, born again Christian, what, in like 94 or something, and became an ordained minister, actually, in 2009, founded the, the hip hop church in Harlem. How big of, what, what caused that, you know, transformation, that new whole new perspective and, and got you, you know, going down a new path and, you know, and, and just how rewarding is it to sort of spread the message and try to help other lives with your faith?
1: Well, that's a whole, uh, another long story, uh, but <laughs>
0: The, the I appreciate you convincing it, of, it.
1: <laughs> but the short of it of course um you know um God is everything and uh I just started reading the Bible at one time I got really bored with life and everything that was happening uh being on the top of the mountain I was like is this all that life has to offer so I said let me read the Bible. I started reading the Bible, and it became a mission, uh, a, a quest for me to read the entire Bible. And I got turned out. I'll tell you the truth. I, I started to love all the stories in the old testament. Of course, you know, Moses and Samson is in the Bible, and and, and uh, uh Joseph and Solomon and on and on and on, and then I got to the New Testament and learned about Jesus Christ, and in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they telling the same story about Jesus, but in different perspectives, and it's such an amazing gospel read, and the writer, two thirds of the New Testament is Paul, and just the read, from Romans to, oh my God, to Hebrews to, I mean, Corinthians, 1st uh, and 2nd Corinthians, is incredible, uh, uh, James. But when I got to Revelations, oh my God, that's when it really set in. I needed, because I learned about all of the Tribulation that is is coming that we are in right now, I believe, and uh, how uh, uh, things happen from uh, like uh, Jesus is supposed to come back and we are supposed to get ready for Jesus is return, and how I needed to get my life together before the returning king. And so uh, I started going to church and I got born again and, you know, the rest is history. God changed my life. I'm a walking, leave, living, I was a walking, living, breathing testimony of 2 Corinthians 517 that says those in Christ Jesus are a new creation. All those old things have passed away and all things become new. So
0: that's the perfect place to leave it uh listeners can't see this but curtis blow wearing a cross around his neck right now on zoom and uh that's the perfect place to leave it so thank you so much uh for joining us it was it was a blast chatting with you again curtis blow will be guest mc of the hip-hop nutcracker which comes to strathmore on december 20th through the 22nd thank you so much uh you're a legend sir It's great chatting with you
1: all right thank you a big shout out going out to. Uh, b-boy Gabriel and, and Jarvis and uh, Jennifer Weber and David Rodriguez and, and uh, Marie. Um, I, I love you guys. Thank you. This is our family. The hip Hop Nutcracker is back, baby. See you soon.